welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Ollie. And I'm Liam. So for those of you that don't know, or for any of our new listeners that are out there, each episode we take a topic that we know very little about and we give ourselves just a week to read and research all about it, with the idea being that we share what we feel are the most important pieces of information with you, the listeners. Exactly, yes. And just so people know, we are not experts in anything that we talk about on the pod. This is just a summary of our findings. Hopefully, by sharing some knowledge with you, we can all learn a little bit more about a whole lot of things. Yeah, exactly. So let's get on with it, shall we, this week. This week's topic is the Dalai Lama. So then, Liam, this week we're talking about the Dalai Lama. Can you just let everybody know, as we always do, what did you know about this topic before we started researching it? Right. It is not an exaggeration to say, I think this is the topic we have done that I knew least about. <laughs> I had to Google, I had to Google who or what is the Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> I think we say that pretty much every week, don't we? That we've got no idea about the topic. But this week, I remember when you and I were talking about this as a potential subject, we were both a little bit bamboozled about we, what we the said, Dalai Lama um, is. We said it'd be quite interesting to do do an episode about a famous person, didn't we? Yes. When we were planning them, we were like, it'd be quite cool if we if we did pick somebody famous for something. And then we were debating, is the Dalai Lama even a person? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my knowledge. I don't know. Do you know anything about it? Well, I'm yeah, pretty close behind you. Once I once I sort of tried to think about it in a bit more detail, I thought you hear a lot of quotes from the Dalai Lama. Yeah, loads. Um, but I wasn't wasn't really sure. So it's probably a good place for us to start then. Jump right into it straight away. And do you want me to explain what is the yeah, Dalai go Lama? For go for it. What is the Dalai Lama or who? So the Dalai Lama, the, it is the title given by Tibetan people to the foremost spiritual leader. And that person is the leader of the, the Yellow Hat School of Tibetan Buddhism. Yeah, it's worth pointing out, isn't it? There's lots of forms of Buddhism. I watched the video where they were talking about Japanese Zen Buddhism and Sri Lankan yeah. Theravada Buddhism. and the, There's all these different Buddhisms. And yeah, this, this Tibetan Buddhism is the one that he is the leader of. Yes, yeah, that's right. And the Dalai Lama is considered to be a successor of a long line of Dalai Lamas, and they're believed to be incarnations of a Buddhavista, which is basically someone who is a Buddha, and it's the Buddha of compassion. Yeah, so Buddhists, the ultimate goal of Buddhism is enlightenment, isn't it, or nirvana. But Tibetan Buddhists believe that these Bodhisattvas, uh, they choose nice. to be, Yeah, I've got it written down phonetically. Um, they, so... Instead of reaching the end of their life with enlightenment and nirvana and being done with it, these people choose to be reborn and to re-experience the pain and suffering of the world with the idea being that they will help others attain enlightenment. Mm -hmm. So obviously that's quite a good thing that they're doing for, for humankind, I guess. Buddhists 
have then developed this idea further and have identified lineages of rebirths called tulkus. So any person who's believed to be a rebirth of a previous teacher or master or leader is considered a tulku. And then although Tibetan Buddhism has hundreds, maybe even thousands of these lineages that they can Mm -hmm. track back through time of these reborn leaders, the most well-respected of them is the Dalai Lama. So they have tracked this back through, he's now the 14th one, isn't he? So 700 years or something, quite quite a long time. Um, But the most famous of these lineages is the Dalai Lama. Yeah, that's right. And as you say, there are lots of these, possibly even thousands. And then there's the second most important one, which is the Pancham Lama, which is something which we'll come on to and talk about a bit later. But basically the Pancham Lama is chosen by the Dalai Lama to be his number two and second most important person. Um, It's probably just worth saying, and if we're talking about the Tibetan Buddhism and Buddhism in general, so it's it's been around since the sixth century. So it's been around for a long, long time. It didn't reach Tibet until the eighth century. And unlike other religions that are centered around a single supreme being or single supreme person, Buddhism is centered around four truths. And the truths are life is not perfect. Yeah. People are left unsatisfied trying to make their life perfect. People can realize there's a better way to achieve fulfillment. And by living one's life through wisdom and conducting mental discipline, you will then reach enlightenment. Yeah, it's very interesting, Buddhism, isn't it? We, it's a dangerous thing for us to get too much into, really, because we were trying to learn about the Dalai Lama and not necessarily Buddhism, but they sort of go hand in hand, don't they? Yes, yeah, and that's there's right. A lot, Buddhism is, is a lot about like your self-worth and looking after yourself and your own mindfulness, and I think that's really relevant nowadays. Yes, I think that's that's getting a bit of traction, I guess. And that, and that's where the quotes as well from the Dalai Lama are all centered around helping other people and having mental strength and looking after yourself first, that yeah. mental discipline, and then you will reach enlightenment yourself. Yeah, so, so sort of the quotes that you'll see on like the picture of like a mountain range and there'll be a quote over the top of it, won't there? And, um, <laughs> but... It's crazy that like, like a lot of them are coming from the Dalai Lama and they're, and they're coming from a long time ago as well. Yes. Like th- these are quotes, these aren't, they haven't made them up because of what's going on in the world now. These are quotes that were true or were said whenever, years and years ago, but they, they just have more relevance nowadays. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's very much about yeah Buddhism getting out there and experiencing the world and just trying to leave a positive impact on other people through your behavior rather than worshipping a single person or yeah. being. Yeah. So we were talking there, there are, this Dalai Lama is the 14th. But I think, did you, you'd read about the first one, didn't you? If you go back to 1390 something. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So there was, there was a guy, well, they've all been men as well, to point out the Dalai Lamas. Um, so there was, there was someone who was born in 1391, who was Gendon Drubba. And he was considered to be the first Dalai Lama, but posthumously. So after his death, after his death, many years later, and I think you're even telling me it was the first three. I think it was the first three Dalai Lamas were all 
they became Dalai Lama or were given the name Dalai Lama after they died. Yeah. And it, it started off that there was, the tradition states apparently that there was a female guardian spirit at a sacred lake called Lahomo Latoso. And she had a vision that there would be somebody who would then lead Buddhism and this spiritual enlightenment and that somebody would then be around to um, yeah, basically try and make the world a better place. And they then looked back and realized that they'd had that person in place for the last three Dalai Lamas. Yeah. And so the tradition then carried on and they've had the Dalai Lamas ever since. And as you said, it's, it was a long time ago. So the first Dalai Lama was born in 1391 and died in 1471. So it was about 82 years old, but that's going back like 700 yeah. years ago. Like that's, they must've been ancient for that kind I of, I think I've read somewhere, could it? I've read somewhere that I think the current Dalai Lama thinks he's going to live till 113. Oh, really? I think that was one of the things I read this year, this week. And, um, cause we'll get onto it later about how, how he's going to choose the next one. But he said something like when I'm about 90, <laughs> yeah. I will, cause isn't he, eight, is he 86 Six. now? He's 86 yeah. now. Yeah. So what he said, something like when I'm 90, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'll have a chat with people. But, um, so how do they, this was interesting, how they come about choosing the next one. Yes, Liam, you're right. It is really interesting how they select the next Dalai Lama. So as we mentioned, the current Dalai Lama is the 14th Dalai Lama. It's the spiritual leader of Tibet and Buddhism. They believe in reincarnation. And so what they had to do was try and figure out who had been reincarnated from the 13th Dalai Lama. Yeah. Now, this obviously happens after the 13th Dalai Lama has died. Now, what they sometimes do is they might have a vision and they might, while they're still alive, the Dalai Lama might be like, you know, I'm going to die soon, but you might want to go and check this village for somebody because I've got a feeling they're going to be there. But this, so the 13th Dalai Lama died. And after his death, his body was facing south. But after a few days, his head tilted to the east and the fungus, which was viewed as unusual, appeared on the northeastern side of the shrine containing the body. And this was interpreted to mean that the next Dalai Lama could have been born somewhere in the northeastern part of Tibet. That's right. <laughs> so exactly. they went that way. So what they did is they, they then went over to a village in the, the north, northeastern part of Tibet and they found a boy who was two years old, which was said to be the, the perfect age in terms of timing from, from when the last Dalai Lama died. Yeah, because if he's died two years ago, obviously if he's come back to life pretty much immediately, they're looking for a two-year-old boy, aren't they? If it's yeah. taken two years. So yeah. then, you know, they know the sort of age they're looking at, but yeah, he's two years old. Sorry, carry on. And then this, this two-year-old boy that they then found in the Northeast started to then identify several possessions that belong to the 13th Dalai Lama. Yeah, and so they send out monks, don't they? They send out, I think they call it, actually call it a search party. So they sent them out and um, the boy uh, was asking for the beads around one of the monks' necks as if, you know, can I play with these beads or can I hold these beads? Turns out those beads belonged to the previous Dalai Lama. So, oh, that must be a sign, you know, th this boy knows these beads. Because remember, he's reincarnated as the same person. Yeah. The, the, so they're his beads, essentially, I guess. In, is that, that must be right. That's right. That's what they're thinking. That, that yeah, the, the beads that this monk was wearing around his neck, this two-year-old kept on asking for them as if they were his, they were saying. And then there was also a walking stick that he really wanted. And then there were other items, including a drum that was used for rituals. 
that this two-year-old boy wanted. And so they were, they, they thought it could be the person that they were looking for. And they then went back a couple of weeks later just to make sure that he was still doing the same things with these items. And he did. And so they, they declared that he must be the new Dalai Lama. He started asking for teeth, didn't he? Did you read this bit? He's, <laughs> yes, he's asking so he, about his teeth. He said something like, my teeth are in a box or something right. along those lines. And, you know, what does that mean when a four-year-old saying, uh, sorry, a two-year-old saying that to us? Um, and they went, they found a, a shelf that had a box in and they opened the box and in the box were the dentures of the Dalai Lama who had just like the 13th Dalai Lama, the one who had died. So they were like, right. You know, how true is all this though? It, it seems a bit far-fetched, doesn't it? Possibly comment. So this, the 14th Dalai Lama was born in 1935 and he was born as Lahamo Thondup. But as we say, he was proclaimed as the reincarnation of his predecessor when he was two years old, having identified a load of the possessions. And then he was enthroned when he was four years old and he was renamed to be Tenzin Yatso. And that means that he then became the 14th Dalai Lama. Yeah, he's pretty young though, isn't he? he to, so he had to start off his education. So at six, he started education. He learned, you know, things like fine art, Sanskrit, uh, medicine, and a lot of emphasis put on obviously Buddhist philosophy. Um, and yeah, and then he graduated. I think he graduated at 16. But at this point, it's worth pointing out, the Dalai Lama is not just the spiritual leader of Tibet. He is the political leader as well, isn't he? That's right. Yes. So that's not true now, and we'll just get onto that in just a second. But until very recently, the Dalai Lama was, I, I guess that must be the same as maybe a president. Like he was in charge of everything to do with the politics of the country, as well as the spiritual right. leader. That was only until 2011, where he decided it was the 52nd anniversary of him being away from Tibet. And we'll get onto that, what that means in a minute. And he announced that he would give up his role as Tibet's political leader because he thought that having a democracy within the country was a better way of running it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is exactly true. But so he went into exile, didn't he? So what happened was there's um, a bit of controversy around China and Tibet, isn't there? China wanting Tibet, I think, to be part of China and Tibet wanting to be separate. Is it worth saying where Tibet is for anyone who's unsure? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's in the southeast of China, isn't it? Um, uh, south so, sorry, southwest. Sorry, I've got my head the wrong way around. Yeah, it's in the southwest of China. It borders, it mainly borders India and China and Nepal. I think it borders a couple other countries as yeah, well. Possibly. That's right. It's also it's way up in the mountains, isn't it? It's four. It's got an average height of four thousand meters, and we mentioned it before when we've been talk when we talked about um, Mount Everest, didn't we? Yes, so, I was just nice going to say that. Circle. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so it's basically the other side of um, Nepal with the Mount Everest in the middle. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. China's the other side of it. Yeah, so Beijing claim sovereign sovereignty over it, but Tibetans, lots of Tibetan people want it to be not Chinese. Yeah, they want it to be independent. They claim that it's their land and that it should remain their lands rather than being part of the the Chinese Republic. Yeah. So in and it, so. Coming back to uh, His Holiness, in the 1950s, China invaded. And he originally, bearing in mind he's only 16 or 18 at this point, he's not very old at all. 15, yeah. He had to go to China to try and agree like a peace treaty, I guess, or to try and come up with some sort of plan so that it, it wouldn't happen the way it did. 
didn't work. And in 1959, from fear of being kidnapped by China, um, he fled to a region in India, didn't he? Which uh, is it Dharamsala? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, in so Northern he India. Worried. He's been living there since there, since then, in 1959. So what's that? 60-something years. Yeah, he was worried about being assassinated by China, wasn't he? So him and several thousand of his followers moved to Dharamsala in northern India and established their alternative government there to then run Tibet from that place. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is, yeah, and then, but he's been doing it peacefully, hasn't he? He's been trying to... Um, do that. He actually won the Nobel Peace Prize, didn't he? For that, for exact that exact reason, in in eighty nine, I think it was. Yeah, that's right. In nineteen eighty nine, he won it. He was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for his nonviolent efforts in the liberation of Tibet, and just for his wider concern for global environmental problems. So, um, maybe just worth saying, I don't know if you saw this. He's a big believer of climate change, and that humans are creating climate change okay he talks about the snow disappearing in the mountains where he lives um from how snowy it used to be 60 years ago to how it is now he's saying it's, it's changed a lot so yeah he's really on climate change as well it is worth also pointing out that china uh refute any accusations of anything bad towards tibet don't they yes and, um, they are or they say and i you know I, we can't say one way or the other they're investing very heavily in the region in tibet they're throwing loads of money fixing the monasteries and religious sites and they've got masses of infrastructure projects in in place um but they are don't they don't they try and teach tibetan people to say something like there is no dalai lama there is only communism or something like that as if to try and like we, yes we, so we don't want him so what, what we mentioned earlier was something called the Pancham Lama, which is the, the number two within the Yellow Hat Tibetan Buddhism. And their role is to then select or confirm who the new Dalai Lama should be. And what happened is that there was a boy that was identified as the Pancham Lama, and he yeah. was apparently abducted by the, the Chinese and they've been holding him captive ever since. Apparently, China say that he's healthy and well, and he doesn't actually want to be the Pancham Lama. Um, and what China have done instead is they've instated their own Pancham Lama. So they've got their own number two in place. Which is something they are saying they're going to do with the new Dalai Lama as well, aren't they? So moving forwards, you know, the Dalai Lama is old, uh, you know, how's the next one or where does the next one going to come from? China have said that they will install their own one, possibly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So they've, as we were saying, the Dalai Lama is 86 years old. I, I know, yeah, Liam suggested he might go on to 113 years old. But He said it. He said it. I didn't suggest it. He said he's <laughs> going to live till he's 113. He's, I don't know, had a vision. I don't know. But there's, there has been this, this conflict between Tibet and China for a number of years. And so the Dalai Lama's come out recently and proposed a few ways of trying to ensure that China doesn't install the new Dalai Lama. And one of the things is that he said that when he gets to 90 years old, is that he is going to have a look and maybe decide potentially who his successor could be. So it, it could be a possibility that he could even select who who that new person will be, and he will say where he will decide to get reincarnated. 
And so he would then transfer that spiritualness onto his successor. There's another suggestion that he's come up with where he said that if he dies outside of Tibet, then his reincarnation would be located abroad. And it seems quite likely yeah. that he will die outside of Tibet, given that he now lives in India. And so he's then sort of pointing towards that his reincarnation would be from India. Obviously, not Chinese. And then he even came up with a fourth possibility, didn't he? Saying that it doesn't have to be a man. Yeah, exactly. He said that the possibility um, that the next Dalai Lama might be a woman. He said that said woman would have to be very beautiful because he believes that appearance is important in transmitting Buddhist teachings. <laughs> Which I don't know. I'm sure beauty is in, in on the inside, that. isn't it? Yeah. Right. I'm sure yeah. Buddhism believes. Don't know that. how I feel about that. <laughs> So who knows that the next Dalai Lama could possibly be a woman. Um, and he has even mentioned that there might not even be the need to be a Dalai Lama. And it could just be if the people of Tibet decide that they don't need one, then they'll stop the lineage of the Dalai Lama with him. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens well, eventually. Except if it's 113, you know, we've got a long time yet before we got, we're going to see that happen. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Nice. So I, I think maybe that covers the main story around what the Dalai Lama is, being the spiritual leader of Tibet, that is obviously based on Buddhism. Um, there's been some conflict. The way that they get selected is really interested. Is it maybe just worth mentioning a few of his quotes? Yeah, there are absolutely boatloads. Of the search up Dalai Lama quotes, you will find boatloads of these we could do this all night long um yeah so i i wrote a load down and um highlighted my favorite one so let's uh, let's just do a couple of quotes and like you said a lot of these quotes are to are quite relevant nowadays um and they are all about mindfulness mental health you know looking after yourself those sorts of things so i think let's go with a short you know, there's loads absolutely loads of them one of them is choose to be optimistic it feels better Nice. So yeah. true. Makes yeah. sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I like one here where it says, the goal is not to be better than the other man, but your previous self. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Um, what have I got in here? It is very rare or almost impossible that an event can be negative from all points of view. Ah, I didn't come across that one. I didn't see that one. It's quite a nice one. I've got this one here, which is a little bit longer. There are only two days in the year that nothing can be done. One is called yesterday and the other is called tomorrow. Today is the right day to love, believe, do, and mostly live. Mm, Powerful nice, stuff, nice. right? Yeah. Okay. And I'll go one more then because I like this. This is how I genuinely think. I think I might be a Buddhist secretly inside or something because I, th I think this quote is how I live my life. It says this. <laughs> if a problem is fixable... If a situation is such that you can do something about it, then there is no need to worry about it. If it's not fixable, then there is no help in worrying. There is no benefit in worrying whatsoever. So nice. if you can do something about it, do something about it. If you can't, try not to worry about it. Because you can't do anything about it anyway. <laughs> it makes complete sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Don't worry about something you can't control. Yeah. So yeah, just, just coming back to that, that Buddhism view on 
that mental enlightenment and you finding it within yourself and then projecting that onto other people should then um, make for everyone having a he, better he, life. He said, I think it's an interview, I think it's on his website. He's also, by the way, quite, um, he's quite active on Twitter, by the way, I think, if you were to follow the Dalai Lama. But he said his first commitment is the promotion of human values such as compassion, forgiveness, tolerance, contentment, and self-discipline. All human beings are the same. We all want happiness and do not want suffering. Even people who do not believe in religion recognize the importance of these human values in making their lives happier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, just, it's nice, isn't it? Like, it's just a nice thing to... And, and that's why he won the Nobel Peace Prize. He's lived his life like that forever, trying to make everybody be like that. And and I don't know if... Did we say this at the beginning? Just about Dalai Lamas are... They're postponing their own afterlife, aren't they? Yeah, no, yeah, we did. Yeah, they're, they are... That's why they're called a tulku. Um, yeah, they, they have chosen to, they've reached enlightenment, uh, nirvana, and, you know, they, at the end of their life, they can have that, but they choose not to because they, they have reincarnated themselves to come back to earth and help out, essentially, um, and help others reach that enlightenment. Yeah, so exactly, yeah. They, they've nice. had a perfect afterlife, like you said, and have chosen not to do it. Nice. Or, or are thought to have chosen not to do it. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds good. So... Since we've got pretty much towards the end of the Dalai Lama, should we go for a couple of takeaways? Two guys, one topic takeaways? Go on then. Do you want to go first? Yeah, 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 I can do. So my one was looking at what Dalai Lama actually means and sort of going for the, the literal translation of it. So Dalai means ocean in Mongolian and okay. Lama is the equivalent of the Sanskrit word guru or spiritual teacher. And so if you put those together, the title of Dalai Lama is literally ocean teacher. But the way that then gets translated rather than just ocean teacher is teacher spiritually as deep as the ocean. Oh, that's better than mine. That's a good one. Oh, is it? Go on then. What's your two guys, one topic takeaway? Mine is that the Dalai Lama has a very strange, um, what's the word? I don't know. I can't think of the word, but it's hobby is fixing things and he's he's well into fixing watches apparently yes. yeah he really likes fixing watches he he has been known or you can see him wearing rolex watches or some rolexes um and it, apparently he wears a rolex i don't know if anyone watch aficionados out there it's a Peter Felipe 658 rolex which was apparently given to him by Franklin D. Roosevelt, the president of America, in 1943. Bear in mind, at that point, he was about eight years old. So he was obviously <laughs> given a Rolex <laughs> way back when and uh, still wears it to this day and is known to fix watches. <laughs> like, what else does he do with his time when he's, he's not helping everybody else? Uh, turns out he's a watch fixer. <laughs> nice. No, I like that. And... If we've just had our two guys one topic takeaway, that leads us nicely on to listener messages. So here we go then, Liam. I've got a quick listener message for you that I thought might be a good one to share. We've not done this for a couple of weeks. So what I've done is picked one of our Apple podcast reviews. If people okay. are able to leave us a, a quick Apple podcast, we'd love to love to hear it. Yeah, and, and, and we'll uh, shout out. You know, definitely send us a message if you're listening to us. You give us a review. It you know it helps the pod, but also we will give you a little shout out if you want. Definitely. So this is from Lizzie, 
1201. And it starts by saying, great podcast, five stars. Really enjoying listening to these podcasts while out walking, thoroughly enjoying all aspects of the chat. Something for everyone to enjoy. Well done, Ollie and Liam. Can't wait for the next. Nice. Thank you very much, Lizzie. Thank you, Lizzie. Very much appreciated. I, I was sent a message the other day. Somebody seems to think that I sound like, um, I sent it to you. Who is it? Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah. Rumor has it. That's what I sound like. So, I don't know. That's not a shout out. It's just whoever it was said. I can't remember who said it to us. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So just to wrap this all up then, Liam, after taking a week to read and research the Dalai Lama, do you feel you could hold a conversation about it now? Do you feel 100%. like you've learned something? Yeah, you want to chat to me for about five minutes about the Dalai Lama, I could do so. I now know who it is and what he does and where he is and a little bit of the history about it. Um, like you said, like most weeks, you know, you could go a lot deeper into this. You could start, we could have gone into learning all about Buddhism and things like that if we wanted to. Um, you know, we, you could go into the conflict between China and Tibet if we wanted to. We could have gone on all different tangents. Um, but yeah, we've scratched the surface and I feel much more confident knowing just a little bit more about it. Yeah, definitely. And I think that the takeaway view of the Dalai Lama and just understanding about being a spiritual leader of the Tibetan monks and Tibetan Buddhism and just treating everybody with love and compassion at all times is maybe the, the, the key message that I think he then always imparts on other people, which, yeah, I know a little bit about the history. Um, and he was two years old when he was selected. Absolutely. All right, well... That about sums it up then, doesn't it? Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the pod. Yep, thanks for listening to the pod, everybody, again. Like we said, um, if you want to hit us up on the socials, just search at Two Guys One Topic. We would love to hear from you and possibly give you a shout-out next week. Thanks for listening, and we will speak to everybody soon. Get out there and share some knowledge. <laughs>